0: So, welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. We are here in the Gold Coast in Queensland. I'm with Taryn, Taryn Williams. She is a mindset coach and a fitness coach. And she's currently in the AWPT mentorship. We are here doing a seminar. So, she's flown over to Perth to be with us to speak on mindset tomorrow super excited are you excited
1: i am excited it's fun to be here and to like be doing something different and to be on this trip with you and everybody else as well
0: yeah it's super nice having (coughs) everyone just in all one big airbnb yeah um but you hold seminars and workshops Mm. in perth anyway yourself with your own business yeah yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got into that
1: Well, I've been a strength and fitness coach for, I think this is my 10th year, which is crazy because I feel like it just started yesterday. Um, So I started there and then I have a background, I did a degree in psychology and counselling, but then over my journey, like I've always been so fascinated by mindset, by what gets people going what people like what are people motivated by and also like why you know do sometimes people struggle so i have always loved that mindset part of fitness and health and also how much like getting into strength and fitness training increases your mindset and your mental health and your yeah your strength and your mindset so then I did NLP training as well and then from there I have um, started getting more into wanting to educate people on their mindset because I just think it's so important like if we if for us to understand ourselves better understand where our beliefs come from understand what motivates us understand why we're struggling with something because I think a lot of people will you know, go down that path of berating themselves or thinking, oh, I just can't do this. Like, I've tried so many times. And then that just becomes a huge story and a belief they hold about themselves rather than getting curious and asking, like, "What what is it about the way I'm thinking about this or, you know, about my, like, previous, like, history that is... You know making me struggle in this moment because once you can be a bit more curious and open then you can actually learn from it and grow from it and make changes so um that's what i love now i love educating within the fitness space and also with, with um outside of the fitness space around mindset so I a lot of do a lot of mindset workshops in the fitness space and then i work my one-on-one clients i work a lot with like female business owners to grow their mindset
0: That is massive.
1: Like that is huge. (coughs) And I think
0: like in the industry, that is a missing link Mm. at the moment as well, because we're going to get into it, into this podcast, but you know, I've learned from you as well. You know, you can give people a plan, a Mm. training plan. You can give them a nutrition plan. They can do that Mm behavior, but how long are they going to be able to keep? doing that for, right? Yes. You know, you see people get motivated and they stay on for like three weeks and then they yep. fall off the wagon and yes. it's like, well, what is the missing link, you mm. know? If people know what to do, and people know what to do, yeah. you know, like, people know that smoking's bad for them, mm. but why do they keep smoking? Yes, It's yeah. getting to the root cause of that that is so fascinating mm. and I think it is emerging in the industry and you know, you've been doing it for ages, so mm. you've got all the qualifications behind you, so I'm so yeah. excited to dive deep into like you know how can coaches first of all help themselves mm. you know with coaching because I find with coaches as well business is a huge one having yes. that, that self-doubt
1: mm, that's um, a big one but then
0: passing that on to our clients mm. with how can we yep. help them stick to their training and fitness goals because, yeah. you know, training and fitness might not be their whole life or it is ours as coaches. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um I would love to go into, first of all, like, mm-hmm. because someone always has a journey behind yes. what they are doing currently. Yeah. Like I have this theory, I've said this a couple of times probably, mm. that we usually – we want to help or our ideal client is who mm. we were yeah. when we needed us yeah so you know five ten years however long ago it was yeah like we're doing you know we're learning along our journey and then we're mm. passing it on and I feel like that's even just the whole point of life mm. is to live to learn and to pass on
1: yeah um
0: so yeah give us a little bit of a background how'd you get into doing what you're doing
1: well, for me personally, um, when I was younger, I was always really into sports and I loved training and I loved, yeah, being a part of sport teams and being a part of a community. And then I did the whole corporate office thing. But there was just a big part of me that I, I remember I used to sit in my corporate job in my office and look outside out the window and just be so sad that it was like sunshine outside and I couldn't go out there because I was stuck inside Mm. but for me personally it was I went through a period of time where I put on like quite a bit of weight and then the through the process of losing that weight, it was like I found myself again. I started to love feeling healthy and I started to really love the process of getting stronger and getting fitter and then wanting to share that with other people. So that's how I originally got into the fitness side of things. And then with the mindset coaching, like alongside that though, like I did develop an eating disorder um, prior to getting into the the fitness industry through like bad advice and through being in a like you know the people that I was learning from was not like great information and education so I developed an eating disorder and then I think through the process of healing that which I used NLP to help me heal that um, after working with a lot of psychologists and counsellors. And I think everyone has their place, but this particular modality really helped me. And I think that has kind of shaped my journey from here of wanting to help people with their mindset. Because for me, it was going through that process was reframing my thoughts, reframing my beliefs in health and fitness and about myself. And then also reframing my identity around the person I wanted to be. Um, and that massive change that I went through and just seeing it for me and then wanting to have that change and impact for other people. Like whenever I meet clients now who I can just see it in their mannerisms, their behavior, like their posture, that it's like they've given up. Mm. And I know like what it feels like to have completely given up and felt like I couldn't change, like I couldn't create the change that I wanted. Mm. And so when I meet people, like that that's when I get so passionate and wanting to like get them to a place where they can feel like they're in the driver's seat again with their with their own health because they've like completely lost their way or they're just so confused about what's out there but it's almost like they've lost that personal uh not responsibility yeah power yeah Yeah, personal power over their own lives and yeah so I know what it feels like to not to not have that and now I know what it feels like to have that and it's a completely amazing place to be um, and so I want to be able to give that to more women.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. I can definitely relate and I think a lot of people can mm. relate is like you you get on th- this path and it's like this is not where I expected to be or it's not where I wanted to be and mm. you kind of feel a little bit stuck. Yeah. And uh, I can <laughs> – I can remember this time, and it, this is not for everyone, but I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I actually won tickets to it. That's cool. There's a whole backstory to yeah. it as well where I actually met, I sat next to my um, estranged cousin. Yeah, wow. Which At
1: was, the Tony Robbins event. In, yeah, wow. 8,000
0: people. I sat next to her. Anyway, that's a backstory. But yeah. um, we did this process uh, throughout that, and it was very much like, imagine where you would be, you know, six months mm. from now if you didn't make a change, if you were yeah. doing the same thing mm-hmm. that you're doing now. Imagine yeah. where you'd be a year. Imagine where you'd be five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, like yeah. 50 years from now if you didn't mm. make a change now. Yeah. And, you know, it can be quite distressing for some people. There were people crying and screaming mm. and it was like super hectic. Yeah. Um, but just thinking – like forward and then flipping that if you were to make a change how Mm. would you feel yes like how would you feel you know again like 5 10 15 years down the track um to where you would want to be and that's uh, like I think a powerful motivator of like pain and pleasure yes um because people you know are motivated by avoiding pain yes but also there is this thing that can drive you towards Mm. gaining pleasure yes and as well like you can relate that to really anything like You know, if you are um, trying to help a client, right, you're on a, say you're in like an initial consult call as Mm. well. Like that's one thing we go through is like, well, what are they struggling with? Mm. What's the one thing that they're really, really struggling with? What do they need help with? Then what do they see that they want to achieve? And then you as a coach bridging the gap and helping that, Mm. helping, um, yeah, bridge that gap between what they're struggling with, where they Mm. are now and taking them, where they want to be where they want to be yeah where they envision so yeah. what are a couple of the tools that you use to help mm. your clients like you know if they've fallen off the wagon or to you know get on the wagon mm. to start with
1: yeah actually before i answer that question i just want to make a comment on what you said yeah. then about pain and pleasure because i think it's really important is a lot of people want to get away from their pain so we'll say in a fitness um Uh, concept is that most people reach out to a coach because they're in pain in regards to you know they've put on a little bit of weight or they're feeling really unhealthy really unfit so they're in pain because they're somewhere where they don't want to be and for a lot of people we call it like the you know either moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure so a lot of people as a motivator when they get to the really painful place then they start That's when they go, oh, no, I need to lose the weight. I need to do the things because, like, this is – I don't want to be here. But then what happens is as they – the further away they move from their pain place, if they don't have a strong pleasure or a strong motivator pushing them forward, that's why a lot of people, like – yo-yo or give up too soon on their goals because the only thing that's motivating them is to get away from the pain so say someone's 80 kilos and that is pain their pain spot so as they start to lose weight they feel really good and they feel quite motivated but then the further away they get from being in pain Mm -hmm. so say they start to get 72 kilos 70 kilos and then, because they're kind of in that middle point, like depending on where they want to go to, they actually can start moving backwards, back towards, say, so the eighty the kilos, because they get in their comfort mm-hmm. zone. And so, you know, if you know you're listening and you're setting goals, is to also be thinking about like what is the motivation pulling you forwards? Because you've got the, the pain. Pushing you forwards, but then once you get halfway, you need something else to pull you forwards. Oh, like your goal needs to be big enough, and well, not even big enough, but it needs to be very clear, and you need to have strong reasons like why you're doing it so that you can keep being pulled towards the goal. Um, because that's the biggest thing I see um, of why people get halfway and then they give up because they're starting to get some of the benefits they're not in pain anymore but then it's like well what is what like a question I often ask people is what is going to be all the pleasure what are going to be all the benefits you get from reaching your goal and it's not the specifics of like my goal is to get to 65 kilos. It's well, how are you going to feel when you get there? I'm going to feel more confident, more proud, more energetic. And what else? Like what are all the other benefits that you're going to have for getting to that specific goal? Oh, I'll have more energy to play with my kids. I'm going to be able to easily do like whatever activities I want to do. So it becomes like you've got to have that. Cool motivation as well.
0: I love that. Like, mm. that's even like if you're listening and you're a coach as well. Like, that's a really great way to, um, you know, think about your your clients and your ideal clients. Mm. What do they really want? Because yeah. the weight is surface level and the aesthetics is surface yeah. level. But dig deeper. Like, mm-hmm. what really is it? Yeah. Um, when you yeah when you were talking about that, I was just thinking my cousin owns a women's CrossFit um, functional training gym in the Northern yeah. Beaches and. You often see, you know, social media posts like, I lost this much weight. I lost this much weight. Mm -hmm. She's gone and gotten her clients to go, but what did you gain? Yes,
1: I love that. And
0: people have just written a whole whiteboard. They're standing there Mm -hmm. with like a a whiteboard. I gained Yeah. blah, 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 like whatever it was. And so I really love that, like that shift in mindset Mm. as well because often it's like, Okay, we're gonna lose weight. You're gonna mm. be smaller. Yes. But like what are you gaining yeah. out of that?
1: And the interesting thing about that from a language perspective is like if you lose something, mm. what do you wanna do? You've lost it, so you want to get it back. Get it back, find it. And so often like it's a on an unconscious mind, like subconscious programming, when you say the word lose, mm. essentially that's what happens a lot. Of, a lot of times people lose weight, but they'll just gain it back. So instead, like even just like at the smallest language shift with my clients, if someone comes to me and they say, I want to lose 10 kilos, I always reframe that language into, you know, to what do you actually want? Because most clients will come to you and they'll tell you exactly what they don't want. They'll say, I don't want to, well, they'll say, I want to lose 10 kilos or I don't want to be overweight anymore. I don't want to be unfit or like my mindset clients might come and say, oh, I just, I don't want to feel stuck anymore. I don't want to feel this low anymore. Like I can guess and assume what they want, mm. but if you keep continuing to talk in the language of what you don't want like you're just ingraining that into your mind in regards to your focus Mm. so even just switching the language okay what is it that you actually want and from a fitness perspective i never it's never just the say if it is a weight loss thing and they do want to lose weight i say okay so you're 80 kilos and then we get okay what what is it that you want? Okay, so maybe you want to be seventy kilos, but what else do you want? Because, like you said, it's it's about what else are you gaining? Like, because if that it can breed into the whole like restriction mindset. or I've got to lose ten kilos, therefore I have to restrict and I have to like take all of this away from me, and then that can make people feel like it's so hard. Mm. So yeah, talk about what am I going to gain from this? What am? What is my life? going to get how is my life going to be more enriched from working towards this goal and then so whenever I'm with my um, health and fitness clients when we're talking about you know their goals it's always so say the example before someone who's 80 kilos wants to lose weight we talk, we say i am a strong fit energetic confident like whatever it is that they want and what they want to gain mm-hmm. 70 kilos so it's in there yeah. as a reminder of where are we heading but it's the other things because if someone there will be people who want to get really strong and some people who just want to get fit but there are those other things I want to be able to have the energy to do XYZ I want to feel more confident when I wake up in the morning and and about who I am because essentially that's what happens when people start to move their bodies more they become more confident because they're following through on the promises that they've made to themselves so i always find when someone goes on that journey of like whether it's a fat loss journey or committing to the gym the confidence that they get from the training isn't necessarily about any weight that they're losing the confidence comes from them following through on their commitment to mm. themselves and showing up for themselves and showing themselves that I'm worthy of you know treating my body in the right way and nourishing my body and because of that I feel amazing and then often oftentimes they don't even talk about the fat loss goal anymore because they're already starting to feel amazing but if you focus on the scales and that's it, then that's when people will, get stuck or they'll get a little bit lost. But yeah, like f- focusing on what you're gaining, what you're getting and all those other benefits, like it just becomes so much easier.
0: Yeah, really great point. Like language is so mm. powerful and yes. you know, even like the language that you use in your head as yep. well, um, you know, they could be saying and this is like getting into the identity thing that mm. you were speaking about before is yep. like I'm such a lazy person, or yes. or I'm not good enough, or I'm not yep. worthy of mm. that, or I'll know. always
1: be like this. I've always been overweight. Mm. And I'll, this is just who I am.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. And so that's why you know a philosophy of yours is you know this this triangle that we've spoken about a couple of times before runs yes. through that where identity is it's at the, the top. The key piece. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can give them things to change their behavior but it's not yep. going to be sustainable if they're still mm. thinking in their head I'm a lazy person. Yes,
1: yes. This is the one the the one thing that I love talking about. So, yeah, I for love everyone listening Yeah. <laughs> to Taryn talk about it too. That's why she's here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you imagine for everyone listening at home a triangle and I call it this the mindset model of change and at the top you have identity and then underneath that values and beliefs. And then underneath that, thoughts and emotions. And then underneath that is your behaviors and your actions. So if we think about it, once again, from a health and fitness perspective, most people come and they have their goal in mind of their fat loss or getting stronger or going to the gym, et cetera. And so they start at the bottom level of behaviors and actions. The low hanging fruit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to go to the gym this many times. I'm going to eat this food. I have my nutrition plan and I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. I'm going to get the results that I want. And then what happens is they might, you know, one week passes two weeks and then in the third week something happens and they like, you know, essentially fall off the wagon. And what it is, is that the beliefs, so the thoughts above that, above the level of beliefs and actions is a lot of people will get stuck from their thoughts so what most people think is they think okay i'm going to do my nutrition plan and my uh, gym and then that's going to change my thoughts about myself it's going to change my emotions and make me happier which will then change the next lo- level of um, the things that i believe about myself which will then change my identity and now and then only when i reach my goal will i then be a fit person a strong person i'll be happier etc but what happens is they yeah they get a couple of weeks in and the little self-limiting thoughts pop up about oh, the gym is just too hard you've had a hard day at work just go home and relax on the couch or they have a really stressful day and their emotional state is a little bit shaky they're stressed they're um, angry and then they skip the gym or then they you know go and they get takeaway food and a bottle of wine to have at home and they fall back to their old behaviors mm-hmm. And so that's what's
0: easy as well. Yeah, it's like what you know. Mm. You're always going to revert back to what you know.
1: Yes, you're going to revert back to your original behaviors, of your original thoughts and the original beliefs about yourself and your identity. So if you believe that I'm just a lazy person, or I'll always be overweight, then the beliefs, the thoughts, and emotions that led you to that place they become like your norm. So when people try and just change from changing their behaviors and actions, it's harder. It's just harder. It can be done, but it requires a lot of willpower. And this is why a lot of people might stumble in their health and fitness journey is they're not looking at their thoughts. They're not – uh, looking at their emotional state, they're not challenging their limiting beliefs that they hold about themselves. Okay. And I think the emotional state is you know a big one. I always talk about emotional fitness is what I teach I because when women and obviously men as well aren't dictate if your life is not dictated by your emotions, then you're in charge. But if your life is dictated by your emotions, And like if you get stressed or you get sad or you get angry and instantly you drop into negative behaviors, then you're letting your emotional state dictate your life. Mm. But if you can learn emotional fitness and regulation, then you can decide what behaviors you want to engage in. Mm. And so, yeah, with my clients, what we do is we always start with from the identity is what type of person do you want to be? The type of person who you are who you want to become, so if they have their, their fat loss goal, that's why it's so important to get what are the other reasons you're doing this because you're not just doing it to lose the weight, there is another reason here. So that person that you want to be, that person that you're becoming, what kind of person is she? And we start at the top and we will look at, okay, to reach those those goals, what type of person do you have to be? Maybe you have to be someone who's committed. Maybe you have to be someone who's disciplined. Maybe you have to be someone who's accountable. You have to be, maybe you have to be someone who uh, follows through on their promises. So it's like, what kind of person are you? What kind of person do you want to be? And then once you decide that person that you want to be, then we'll look at, beliefs. What kind of beliefs do you hold? Well, you believe that nourishing your body um, is really important because then I feel so energetic and amazing and that's how I want to feel. Instead of thinking that um, there's good foods and bad foods and I have to restrict the bad foods. So it's a complete change in your belief system towards nutrition. And then what kind of beliefs do you want to hold around training? Okay, I believe that training um, is important because I want to have a strong body for the rest of my life or because strength training is important for xyz reasons instead of thinking oh i go to the gym to punish my body or i go to the gym to burn calories because it's a completely different approach Mm. because if you believe that going to the gym is punishment or only to burn calories then it's such a chore and of course You would hate it. You would hate it, and you'd want to skip the gym all the time. Versus if you likes
0: punishment. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Who likes punishing their body in that way? And it's such a horrible feeling as well to feel like it's like you've been naughty, and you need to be punished for what you ate. So therefore, you have to punish yourself in the gym. Like that cycle is not a great place to be. So how can we challenge that? Yeah, those identity statements around your health. How can we challenge those beliefs and change them into more empowering beliefs that are going to help you and that are going to feel good and make you just – you want to be healthy because that feels good.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good segue into your other passion about limiting beliefs. Yes. Like how – so I guess, you know, we could even give some of the listeners like like a task, Mm. like writing down – like who you want to be yes who is it Mm. and then um, you know what are the limiting beliefs that you do have that are stopping you from being that yes
1: yeah so a good place to start so in regards to thinking about the person that you want to be so you could either for everyone listening you can either do it in regards to your health and fitness goals or you can do it in another area of your life but the questions to start with is like who is the person that I want to be? What type of life do I wanna have or and what are the feelings that I wanna feel? And specifically in regards to the who is the type of person I wanna be? When you think about your yeah, we'll say your health and fitness goals If you can envision, like Kayla was talking about with the Tony Robbins things, because this is essentially what it is, think about the person that you want to be in three months' time, six months' time, 12 months' time. The person that you are becoming, that person in 12 months, what does she look like? what does she do what are her habits and behaviors how does she stand like does she stand confidently does she stand tall what does she look like what are the emotions that she experiences is she confident is she energetic Um, and think about like that person that you're becoming, the person that you'll be in 12 months, what are the other qualities and attributes that she has that she displays that you want to be? So if you feel like maybe you are a lazy person or not committed, think about, do you want to be the type of person who is committed, who is disciplined, who is accountable to yourself? Do you show up for yourself? What kind of person do you want to be? So start to write down a few things and if you get stuck, the example I always give is think about someone that you look up to. Think about a mentor in your life, someone you follow on social media someone who you're like, I would love to be more like that person. And then ask yourself, what is it about that person that I like? What is it about that person that I would like to embody myself? Because in that is a few characteristics that you would like to be and that you could work on as having in your identity statements. And then once you've written all of those things down, and I'm sure as you were writing them down, some self Limiting beliefs would have started cropping up. You'd be like, I couldn't possibly be like that. Oh, I just don't think I have it in me to do that. So, the next question is, What limiting beliefs do you hold about yourself when you're thinking about who you want to be? What, I guess, in that question, when we think about limiting beliefs it's all the negative things that you say about yourself and your ability to achieve things so any negative statements like yeah I can't do that I'll never be like that. Um, You know what a good one is? mm. It's like,
0: and I definitely had this. It's like, I'm not good at face to camera on social media. Yeah. I still Mm. fucking hate it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, but it's like, if I want to be someone like, I don't want to say like of influence, but like an educator. Yeah. Like how am i going to get my message across mm. to more people and be able to um to help more people like yep. in the long run like yeah. other people can benefit from your voice mm. as well and other people you know might benefit from you being in optimal health mm. and you um you know they might rely on you for certain things as well yeah and so and
1: even with that you know what you just said was like you said i hate doing face to face or face to camera Oh, you said, no, you said, I'm not good enough. I'm not good at doing face to camera. That's what you said. Mm -hmm. And so the question, and this is when we need to start challenging our limiting beliefs. And then, so I would say, like, if we were sitting like one-on-one and this is an actual session. (laughs) go, grill me, do
0: it. I
1: would say, well, what does it look like to be good Mm. at face to camera? What are you comparing yourself to? Mm. Because whatever you've decided is being good at face to camera it's like where did that belief come from yeah true where did you decide that what is good what is bad and and how you need to show up
0: yeah I think it's just uh I think the thing is like for me it doesn't feel natural Mm. like like get me in front of 100 people I'm fine but like with a camera it's like this just doesn't feel natural Mm. and yeah like it's not like 2022 <laughs> like it's starting to become the norm but yeah. like you know for 20 years of our life mm. we didn't have that like yes staring at yourself in a cat it's like it is it's freaking weird yes but um and this is like one of the things that some you know I tell people now mm. and people told me it when yeah. I was first starting is practice yes and it's just like you're gonna fuck up and there yeah. are times when like I just don't because I just mm. don't feel like getting on and I'm not going to like do it because
1: um the algorithm says you need to (laughs) yeah exactly like I'm not going
0: to put on a happy face if I'm feeling like shit that Mm. day you know what I mean yes um yeah like that's that's I guess one thing it's Mm. like yeah I'm not good at social media but like what does good look like yeah you know can you can Mm. you be good can you be that person
1: yeah and then you can ask yourself well two things from that is like a if you have an ideal about what it looks like to be good on social media or show up in a good way then then you've got a list of okay it's x y and z so how can i get there or even just what you really said was it's not my preferred method Mm. i prefer to be face to face with people that's where i get all that energy from it doesn't feel natural because that's a completely different answer from I'm not good at showing – like, I'm not good at face to camera on Instagram mm. versus, you know, it's not my preferred method, method, it doesn't feel natural. So then it's like maybe there's an acceptance of instead of saying I'm not good mm. at showing up face to camera because that – every time you say that to yourself, it's you're buying – yeah, It's Yeah, reaffir- it's reaffirming it. You're buying into it and then it feels yucky mm. to show up versus – on the flip side, if you focus on it's not my preferred method, it's I, maybe I don't feel natural, but doing this is helping me reach my audience, which will then help me reach those people I want to meet face-to-face. Yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And even just shifting the words like from your vocabulary of just stopping saying I'm not good at this mm. and just replacing it with the reasons why you're doing it. Um, And then for everyone listening and who wants to do this activity is once you have those limiting beliefs, it is about changing the language, but it's also about just questioning where did this belief come from? Mm. A... Is it true? Is it true, (laughs) right? What is the actual evidence for this belief? For example, if someone has the belief, I can't change, I can't become a gym person, I can't lose weight... Well what is your evidence to suggest so? And you know if you if you can't, but you know of plenty of other people doing it, so why can't you? what is it that is stopping you? But also yeah what is the evidence? That's the first thing. Where did this belief come from? Is it yours or did someone else did you take it from someone else as in someone said it to you and you've kind of let it mm. become something about yourself? And then the, th- the third thing I always say is like just recognizing that beliefs are not factual mm. and recognizing that beliefs are just a story that you've been telling yourself over and over and over and over again. And because you've told yourself the story so much time, over so much time, you've come to believe that it is 100% factual. But if you started to actually ask those questions of, well, what is the evidence? What is there any evidence that exists that proves that this belief is, is in fact false and starting to just challenge your own thinking? Because the answers are 100% there. Yep. And once you start going through that process and recognizing that, hold on, this is just a story. So if it, this is one story, what is a different story that I want to tell myself? what is going to be a more empowering story that I can start to build evidence for and the more evidence you build for an empowering uh, story that's going to take you forward, then that becomes the new belief and overrides the old belief.
0: So anyone listening, if I can do it, You can do it. (laughs) Trust me. Exactly. It's like I wasn't good at it. I'm not natural at it. Yeah. And you have had to overcome that and Mm. so can you. Yeah. It is
1: just practice. Everything in life is just practice. And even I have to remind myself of that at times. There are times where I, you know, fear something or don't want to do something and it's that pushing you out of like the comfort zone but coming back once again to that Tony Robbins. It's like, well, do you want to be in the same place that you're in right now? Mm. If anyone, I ask that question a lot of my one-to-one clients and the answer is always, of course not. I don't like where I am right now and I absolutely don't want to be there in six months' time or 12 months' time. And even that question alone is enough Mm. to motivate people because if you ask that question of yourself when you're, doubting yourself or when you don't want to create action just simply asking that question of do I want to be in the same place in six months time if the answer is no that should be enough to propel you forward when you're thinking about oh I don't want to get off the couch and go to the mm-hmm. gym well do you want to be in the same place that you are right now not feeling fit not feeling strong no I want to feel feel different mm-hmm. okay well you've got to do something different
0: yeah and I think like a big thing is instant gratification mm. in this day and age. Like everything yep. is so instant. Yes. And so we just focus on like what's happening mm. right now and yes. like what's happening with our emotions right now, which yep. can drive like a lot. So, mm. yeah, I mean, that was awesome value. And I think a really amazing tool and something Taryn teaches Um her clients to go through and Mm. you guys just got it like on this podcast in real time and I got an assessment too which was great (laughs) um so tell us a little bit about what you're working on at the moment Mm -hmm. and yeah what your clients what what uh you do for your clients
1: so at the moment I have my strength clients and then I have my one-to-one mindset mentoring clients but for me At the moment, it's about how can I bring the two together? So I've been, like I said, in the strength world, fitness world for 10 years. And whilst I do talk a lot about mindset with my clients, I haven't necessarily brought it fully into that side. And then I have my one-on-one mindset clients, but have I fully brought in the holistic health? So my next project is to bring the two together. I want to work with women essentially to... Like on two levels, the first level is to help women completely reframe their identity and their beliefs around their health. So working with those women who have really negative beliefs about their ability to create change in their health. Uh, women who have really negative beliefs around training and fitness and are are really stuck in negative cycles of like yo-yo dieting, crash dieting, and um, yeah, in and out of the gym. So bringing together a program that is a lot of mindset modules to just completely reframe their identity. And the biggest part of that will be learning emotional regulation learning that emotional fitness side of things because that was the biggest thing in my journey especially with an eating disorder is how do I not like is not letting myself just drop into my emotions and stay there how can I learn Emotional fitness, how can I learn to change my state to get perspective? Because when you're in those really low emotions of stress or sadness or anxiety and you just reach for a lot of women, you know, stress or emotional eating is a big thing. So how can you learn emotional regulation and how can you learn how to change your state and change your emotions to serve the, the woman that you actually want to be rather than the current cycle that you're stuck in? And what a lot of people don't realize is we're, we're just living from this unconscious place. We're living in our unconscious limiting beliefs and they are blocking us from creating massive change in our life and they're keeping us in those self-sabotage cycles within our health. And I think what I want, I just want to help women get to a place where their health, their body image isn't even an issue anymore. It's not something that is the number one thing that they think about all the time it shouldn't be the number one thing that you think about all the time you know Mm -hmm. I mean I can talk about like this whole topic for a long time because women it's like women are taught from a young young age that how you look is your highest worth Mm -hmm. and then you know the health and fitness industry you know, unintentionally and sometimes intentionally feeds off of that. And I just want to help women get to a place where how they look is not the number one thing about you. You know, there are so many other amazing qualities um, and things about who you are as a woman and it just doesn't have to be your body anymore and it doesn't have to be how you look. Health is still important and feeling really good about yourself and feeling really good from the inside out is still really important. But it's not secondary. It's not. It's not the first thing. It's not. You know, how you look should come second or third or whatever. As to everything else about you. So I think that's what I. My next project is how can I help women get to that place? How can I help women to stop the cycles of emotional eating, stress eating, and just learn to feel more connected to their true self and and live the life that they want to live rather than being stuck in those cycles.
0: So. Not an eight-week challenge. Not an eight-week challenge. <laughs> definitely definitely, definitely not.
1: not. And that's the thing when you were saying before about the instant gratification is, you know, and it's we just get to that point where we're in so much pain, like we we're talking about before with the pain and pleasure. We get to this point where we're in so much pain, and of course we want to feel better, and that is sometimes why we go for those four-week, eight-week, twelve-week challenges because, and it's it's not you know, obviously there's false advertising that makes people think that they can completely overhaul their life in eight weeks. Um, what's happening after that? Though. Yeah. What's happening after that? And it's, you know, people have, yeah, people are in pain and they want to get out of that pain as quickly as possible so that I can understand why those are so appealing. But yeah, for everyone listening, just recognize that recognizing that to change a lifetime of habits, to change a lifetime of negative beliefs, negative emotions, negative thought patterns requires time and it requires conscious awareness and it requires like effort to change your life for the long term. You know, even when like my strength and fitness clients come to me, even in the gym, like it takes at least 6 months i personally find for people to understand how to move their body in the gym and with my one-to-one mindset clients it takes at least four to six months of consistent effort and work to Mm -hmm. completely overhaul all those shitty limiting beliefs that you've been holding on to and so yes definitely not an eight-week challenge It's something that yeah, showing up for yourself over that consistent long period of time mm. to see huge change in your life that you can actually sustain for the rest of your life,
0: mm. so that you can create a new level of comfort and safety, yes, of not where you are right now, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, creating that new level of comfort because that's that's all it is, like people when they're living in their comfort zone they've just been doing the same habits, the same thoughts and beliefs. And it's not about it's, – it's almost just like up-leveling to a new set of beliefs and a new set of habits and therefore a new comfort zone, yep. but one that actually serves the life that you want to live and how you want to yeah. feel.
0: Yeah, there's always like – I find it's like mm. a stepladder kind of thing. Like if you want to go to the next level, you have to do the work. Yes. And you can stay there for mm. a little bit. Like get – yeah, you know same Enjoy with, like it. weight like mm. you know go stay at maintenance for a little bit if you've mm. just lost a bit of weight go back to maintenance stay there for a bit so you get used to that and you yep. adapt to that level mm. then if you want to go to the next level then yep. it's time to work and mm. then you can yeah definitely. yeah exactly on the up and up so that yeah. was a ton of value thank you so much Taryn for all of that that's the first time we've really um on the podcast given you like some steps that you can actually go and do and implement today. Mm. Um, Taryn, thank you so much. If you want to follow Taryn for more mindset um, advice and more face-to-camera stories coming (laughs) up, wait, no, at Taryn Williams coach. Taryn Williams underscore underscore coach. coach. Yeah, got that right. Mm. um and yeah we might be uh seeing some more from Taryn in the future yes with AWP yes
1: hopefully thank you so much for having me that was actually really fun and it's just so easy to talk about it yeah oh
0: yeah well you speak about it so well and I'm mm. looking forward to doing it all again tomorrow
1: yes exciting
0: good cool. thanks Taryn
1: thank you